Welcome to The Sacred Life. I'm Shan Vanderleek, founder of TransformationGoddess.com and The Goddess Talk Sessions. Every month I share transformational conversations with women who've learned to walk in beauty with the strength, courage, and pleasure of reclaiming their feminine sovereignty. Women all over the world are rising up to have their voices heard, and I invite you to do the same. Today, it's my pleasure to introduce you to Megan Dalla Kamina. She is a best-selling author, women's mentor, founder, and speaker, passionate about women's empowerment, leadership, and well-being. You first may have met Megan through our Goddess Talk sessions a few years back, and then, of course, through her own work. In her brand new book, Simple, Soulful, Sacred, A Woman's Guide to Clarity, Comfort, and Coming Home to Herself, Megan invites you to join her on a journey to redefine what it means to be a woman, a book that she's dedicated to all awakening women. Welcome, Megan. Hi, Shan. How are you? I'm so happy, so, so happy to be here with you. I am fantastic, and I'm grateful that you're here as well and that we get to connect again and talk about this fantastic new book that you've been birthing for quite some time. Let's start right there and talk about your inspiration for writing Simple, Soulful, Sacred, and why it took a lot longer than you originally thought it would publish. Yeah, that's a beautiful place to start because it's all about the softening, right? Yeah, so this book, uh, this is my third book, and before this book came through in its form that it's currently in, it was two other books. And it's been a really fascinating process for me around um, receptivity and softening and listening and trusting what is, like, what is the work, you know? What is the work that is our work to do? Um, And for me, it was, was, yeah, there were two other versions of this book and I, I just wasn't feeling it. Like, I wasn't tapped in. I didn't feel fully aligned. Um, I felt like they would be good books, but I didn't feel like they were my soul's work at this time. Right. And I kept saying to my publisher, "Um, I I need more time. Like this isn't, I'm not ready. This isn't, uh, this isn't the book and it needs to evolve. And yeah, like I'm just not, I'm not ready. Um, and I could have written those two other versions, but yeah, it just wouldn't have, it just wouldn't have been, I didn't feel like I was in integrity. So I kept waiting and waiting and I was writing and and doing bits and pieces on the book, but it wasn't until I went away to a place that I go in Australia called Byron Bay, which is the most easterly point beachside town where I go to write. And I was sitting there doodling on my art journal and the and I I just really felt into what is the essence like what is the soul message of this book and how do I want women to feel when they are receiving this work and I wrote down the words simple soulful sacred and it was like an opening <laughs> and from that moment I knew like everything, sh- it was like, ev- it was like I was in the quantum field or something. Everything shifted at the same moment. 
it all came through. And then, yeah, then I took about, um, look, a, a really solid six months and then probably another, you know, four months for it to be complete. Yeah. And here we are. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. She's very beautiful. She is. And being delivered, in my opinion, at the exact right time. And before we started talking today, I told you that my impression of you has changed from powerful to soft power and mm. soft and powerful. And you said that it was, that uh, was right on, that, that I was seeing that version of you and your, and your softening because you have been through and have done so much in your life, high powered, corporate, kick-ass, take names kind of a woman. Not to say that you're not that woman anymore, but that you've softened into this simple, soulful, sacred place and are sharing how, uh, what that looks like and how others can join you. In your book, you, you said that we're ready for a new definition of womanhood. Mm. I'd love for you to talk about your definition of womanhood. Yeah, like it's such a big question, isn't it? Yes, it is. And really, the whole book is a meditation on that question. You know, mm. the whole book is, um, and my work really in the world is, like, what does it mean to be a woman today? And, you know, within that, I'm very conscious that we're living in a very different world in terms of gender. And, you know, I have a, like one of the first page that you see is that everyone is welcome here in this book. So no matter how you identify, you are welcome. So I just want to be really clear about that. And the book is written for women, right? So right. things can coexist, I believe, together, that everyone can be welcome. And the book is, you know, has been written with the women's lens. You know, women, womanhood to me at this point in time is like, it's just the most fascinating. <laughs> it's the most fascinating thing I, I feel like we're at a point and I said before like I feel like we're in this zeitgeist moment at the moment where women can be powerful and strong and rule the world and do all of the things and we can be soft and receptive and vulnerable and in our beautiful feminine essence that we can be strong and fierce in our feminine power and we can be soft in our, in our feminine power. And I don't know if we've ever had this moment before. Like, I don't know if we have been here. I remember when I was starting to do my PhD research, my PhD that I never finished, which was all around feminine power before I went into the lead like a woman work. And yeah, like, I just, I feel like there's a, a real, an opening, um, a transition, in the cultural narrative, the social narrative, in our internal narrative, which is a lot of what this book is about, around giving ourselves the permission to, to really redefine what we believe a woman looks like today and to step into that in whatever version of that feels aligned and authentic for us. And look, we're by no means there as a society, as a culture, but I do believe that, you know, we've been talking about women rising for like a, a good decade now, right? Right. This concept, this energy and essence of, of women rising. 
I feel like we're really stepping into that now. I do too, yeah. without yeah. question. That every conversation that I have for the sacred life, the, the conversations that I have with coaching clients and other authors and, and women in this environment of empowerment and leadership, it's palpable. It's, uh, yes. it's just so incredibly powerful. And we, we can be transparent and we can be creative and we can be in this place of not being so concerned about what others think about our choices and be bolder in the way that we come forward and still not lose anything by our softening. If anything, we actually gain from our softening. Mm. Yeah, I, um, my, one, of the, one of the core pieces of my work in the world is my company, Lead Like a Woman, and that was, my, that was the former book. And that was, an ex, that was really an exploration into, you know, into this and this rise of feminine traits and the rise of feminine traits in leadership, particularly in balance with masculine and the research around that and the science, I think that's an opening for a lot of people, mm -hmm. you know, because it, I think it's one thing to say soften into your feminine power, but then you walk straight out into the world that's still patriarchal and, you know, male dominated workplaces and you come straight up against that. Yes. That's a lot of this book is about how do you come home to yourself and get in alignment and be true and then be able to walk out in the world and stay true to you, your essence, who you are, who you want to be, how you want to be in the world. What came up for me was to stand in that space of our own sovereignty in a way that we never have before. I mean, yes. it's not like we're all standing, you know, we, we do have, we do have jobs. We are in the, in the world Many of our listeners are, are still in a very male-dominated careers. They still have to, to function, but they're learning how to do so in a way that, is more, that has more self-respect, that says, no, that, that yeah. behavior is not okay. Yes. This behavior yeah. is okay. What, you know, what, what do I accept? What do I not? And a lot of us are leaving to find, find careers that are better suited for us. Yeah, absolutely. And we're seeing that in droves, right? I mean, I was one of those women, you were one of those women. Right. So many of my clients uh, in my coaching practice are women who are now running their own businesses, you yeah. know, and, or, or want to be or doing it, doing it on the side. And, you know, that may or may not grow into something else, but they want something more for themselves. It's beautiful you know? to watch. Yeah, it, it, like it really is. And that's the awakening. That's the awakening that, you know, when you say I've dedicated it to all the awakening women, wherever you are on that path, whether you're just at the beginning or whether you are, you know, further along, that's the point. <laughs> like yeah, this, is, exactly. the work. Like, this exactly. is the work. Our, our work is to wake up. And I think our work is to wake up and to come home to ourselves and to be those sovereign women. You know, the word, the last chapter in the book, the last part of the book is sovereignty. And Oh, I mean, we could talk for five hours about that. Yeah, you know, that's my, my, <laughs> next, my, my next. Yeah, my next yeah. question to you was: uh, I'd love for you to share how you practice embodying your feminine sovereignty. Mm. So I think uh, for me, 
that this has been this has been a huge journey. Um, I mean, I didn't even really, I hadn't even really thought about the word sovereignty in relation to my womanhood until really until I started to this book started to whisper to me mm-hmm. because it was the next evolution. You know, it's one thing to talk about womanhood and one thing to talk about feminine power, but sovereignty. Yes. You know, this, this sense of this ultimate belonging to ourselves, you know, unto myself, I am sovereign. So that's why it's, you know, part 10 of the book. Of course, of course. We have to warm ourselves up to this, to this concept, I think, as women, um, for some of us, not for all of us, some women are there. Um, how I embody is a, a continual remembrance. So I feel like it's not something in my life that I have woken up to and gone, I'm in my feminine power, I'm a sovereign woman and I'm done, like I'm there. You know, in the book I talk about, you know, there is no there, there. It's a continual process. It's a continual evolution. And in my life, I have to continue to embody that. I have to continue to embody the practices that bring me into that place, into that sense of myself. What are some of those practices? So um, so my meditation practice is absolutely core to that. So I practice Vedic meditation. My ideal practice is 20 minutes twice a day. I don't always get to my second practice. (laughs) My teacher is always on me. That it's the second practice is the, you know, is, is where all the magic happens, but that, that meditation practice, that coming into uh, silence, stillness, mantra really brings me back to myself. It really grounds me, anchors me, opens me. That softening that you talk about comes largely through, I would say, my, my practices and that anchoring. And it's everything that sits around that. So it's the rituals that I perform before I sit to meditate. You know, it's the Palo Santo and it's the deities and whatever other mantras that I might be working with at the time. So that practice, that those rituals in the morning, you know, the first thing, I don't typically sit down at my desk to work until 9 or 10 a.m. My morning is for my, is for my practices. So that could be swimming in the ocean as well. It might not now because it's really cold in Sydney. Um, walking, communing with nature or being in the bush. Any of those practices for me, that really connects me in and helps me remember like this is what I'm here for and also takes me out of my conditioning around driving and striving and pushing doing 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 the doing the doing that 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 a-type um workaholic nature that is very embodied in me that I have to continually balance let's say with my soft receptive creative feminine energy and that is in so many ways the goal to balance the masculine feminine and and to be in that space of being able to appreciate both and like you very much i i don't get to my desk until nine or ten o'clock so that i can be either in the woods or in the garden or at lake michigan or wherever it is I need to be sometimes just in my chair reading or writing or just being with my husband and sharing 
a cup of coffee and even if we're just being quiet, whatever that might be yeah. uh, versus jumping right in. Yeah. I feel like I need to, I need to listen before I do anything. You know, I need to receive. And, the, and the grounding too, the that, grounding yes. nature of, of being yeah. outside and, and really plugging in. That's incredibly important. I, I don't think we do that enough as women. I think we have so much going on and so much to juggle and do that that often gets pushed aside. Oh, without question. And that it's a conversation I'm always having. And there's a lot about that in the book. Like what are the practices in a very practical way that you can do to, to do those things, to ground, to balance, to receive. There's a lot, you know, I write a lot about the masculine and the feminine, which I know is so core to your work. Mm-hmm. And like, I I think we're starting to really wake up to this as well. You know, I teach a lot about this in my women's leadership work. A lot of men are now in my women's leadership work, which is fascinating Um, and really want to have these conversations. How do I soften? How do I be vulnerable? How do I sit in that energy? How do I help women do that? Because they're, you know, so conditioned otherwise. So yeah, like it's, it's fascinating, I think right now. Healing. And it's very healing. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. How, do, how does your work as a mentor and coach and author and, and this new book, how, with all of that goodness swirling around, how do you see yourself supporting the feminine experience the most? Mm, what a great question. One of the words that kept coming up for me when I was in this process was comfort, mm. which I thought was really interesting in my journey that comfort kept kept sort of coming into me and I remember going to my bookshop one night when I was in the writing process and I didn't want to be inspired or empowered or uplifted or any of those things I wanted comfort I I was looking for a book on my bookshelf that would bring me comfort and that is really core to the essence of this work I, I think that's important because to come into our feminine essence and our feminine energy, there's a, there's a sense of safety that's required, I think. Yes. I feel like there's some openings into that and some openings into our feminine. I think comfort is one. And it's not comfort of sitting in your comfort, comfort zone. It's that comfort that's like the nurturing, warm hug that makes you feel safe and calm, if that makes sense. Yeah, like coming home. Like coming home, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I, like I, I, feel like there's, I feel like there's some openings into the feminine and I think that comfort is one. I feel like beauty is another. No doubt. And I've just gone through a complete rebrand in my business that took me about three years to evolve to the point that I was ready to do that. And it is night and day from what it was before. So before my business is seven, seven years young, it, you know, I came out of corporate and it was, um, it, it was, I used to get always comments that they had a feminine energy to it, but it was Navy and Aqua and with, you know, with highlights of, of pink and, that's where I was and that served me beautifully and served my community. This new website, it's blush and it's roses and flat and like it's as deeply feminine, I think is. It's it's beautiful. It's incredibly beautiful. 
Thank yeah. you. And yeah, I wanted been, that. Yeah. And it's, I, been, uh, it's been really, and, and again, I, I mentioned this earlier at the beginning of our conversation, because I've, because I've known you now for, for a few years and maybe four, I was thinking three, but may, maybe four, yeah. I've, I've gotten to, I've been able to watch that evolution with the website yeah. and the way that you communicate and the way that you share and the way that you show up. And it's been really, really cool for me because I can, I, I have the understanding. It's like, oh yeah, I know exactly what's happening <laughs> with Megan yeah. now. And it's fantastic to see. And there is a coming home feeling to your new website. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. I, um, yeah, yeah. That like, that's, that's, that's the, that's the message. And, and that, I think that beauty is, is an, that femininity, even though it still is anchored and it has a sense of drama because it's got black and all of these things, but it, it is still that opening that I'm finding for so many women, even if they're in their masculine, yeah. even if they're in, because I've got a, a really good mix of, you know, women who are in professional roles and women who are entrepreneurs in my community, even those women who are in the most masculine dominated environments who have to feel like they have to put their clothes, their cloak and their mask on when they go to work today, they say they come onto my website and they, they soften, right? you know, they, because that's an opening for them. So I feel like we all come to it in, in different aspects, but in my work, I, and like the beauty of the cover of the book is something mm -hmm. that I was really, um, like I knew what it had to feel like. Right. And I said, the publisher came back with covers and I was like, no, like it needs to, like, I know I, I can feel it. And I said that to my designer, please could design this. And that's what we ended up with. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. So I don't actually know if I answered your question, but you know, but those, those things, comfort, grace is another opening point. Yes. Um, acceptance is another opening point into the feminine and into that softening, uh, vulnerability, of course, you know, that we're all so deeply, deeply indebted to, to Brene Brown for her, for her work. Right. Um, and changing the, the cultural narrative because that's another opening into, into the feminine. So, what, a yeah. tur what a turning point when I remember when that first Ted talk came out of hers, I don't even yeah. know how many years ago it was. It really wasn't that long ago, honestly. No. And, yeah. I'm great, and I am grateful to her for sure. Yes. For the, it, it, see, the, see, that's fascinating, right? If you look at, I mean, we're talking, what, five years probably since, probably. since that first TED Talk came about. The, it makes me so hopeful for the future because if you look at the cultural and societal shift in narrative since that work and the evolution of what has happened since then in such a short period of time, like that's profound. Mm-hmm. For humanity, I feel. I do yeah. too. Yeah. And, and for, and such a great role model for us to continue to show up and speak our truth, to be transparent, to be vulnerable. In this earth walk, I've always had a big mouth. Really, it's hard to keep me from speaking what, what is my truth. <laughs> but I, I realize that for, for many women, that that's not the case and one of the reasons why I help women reclaim their voices is, is because of that but to watch her 
remind us that this is who I am. I'm not this polished supermodel, have it all figured out, going to make everything all right. I'm a real woman who is incredibly highly educated, incredibly brilliant, and I'm going to have this conversation with you. And yes. I don't even like it half the time because I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, just yes. It's just like all of a sudden we were all given permission to show up where we are. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly right. And like the, the, first, the first chapter in the first part of the book is like start where you are. Start where you are. Like imagine mm-hmm. if we all did that. Imagine if we all just said, like, this is where I am today. This, right. is, this is my starting place. And I'm okay with that. It's not perfect. It's not pretty. <laughs> yeah, and but it just, takes the expectation out of it. Yes, absolutely. Mm. What, what comes up for you? What comes through your heart when you hear me talk about women reclaiming their voices and, and speaking their truth? I mean, this is something that you do, and it, and it seems to be quite effortless for you. How does that make you feel when you hear that? Um, well, firstly, I'd like to say it's not always effortless. And I think that's important because I, such a huge part of my work is helping women find their voices, as, as is yours, which is imperative. Like it's critical. It's at the heart of the rising, right? We can't yeah. rise if we can't speak. We can't rise if we can't if we don't know what we want to say, if we don't have clarity on, on what we're here for and what's important to us and then have the courage to voice that, like this is, this is everything. And it's not always effortless. I think for, for so many of us as women, we look at people who, we look at women who are out in the world doing what we would like to do or saying things that we would like to say, being who we think we would like to be and we think that it is effortless. And we think that it is an inherent talent that they have and that they just wake up every morning and they go and do that work. Yeah, just roll right out of bed and have it yeah. all figured out. <laughs> Looking like Cindy Crawford and off we go. Yeah, and yeah. I think that was an 80s reference. Um, still love Cindy. And it's just not true, right? Like it's just not true. And I just think that's such an important message for women that for all of us, you have to show up and do the work. Yes, you do. Like you really do. You have to, I mean, it's like, it's been fascinating for me watching my process, being the witness to my process around this book and around my new website and the transformation of my stepping into my work, you know, my current work and how hard it has been, you know, and how Mm -hmm. I have to, do all the things that I teach, which is tune into my stories. What am I telling myself about this? Where am I being silent? Where am I not backing the work, you know, because it's too hard or I don't want to create a fuss or I'll just let it be that. I don't want to upset people all, you know, throughout the whole process of having it be exactly what I've envisioned. And then the speaking out part. I just think we need to demystify that if you want to do purposeful and meaningful work, which is what we're all here for, whatever that looks like, it doesn't always come with ease and and that comfort that I was talking about. Right. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. When you are in, as you said, you know, in 
well, maybe you didn't say it. Maybe I was thinking of it when you said it. <laughs> but like when you feel like you're in that vortex, when you were at Byron Bay and simple, soulful, sacred came up for yeah. you. And it was that knowing. It was that deep, yes, knowing that is available to all of us. Yes. If we allow ourselves to be still and to get away and to take that break and to meditate and to be in nature and to ask the questions of ourselves, sometimes yes. that we don't want, you know, sometimes that we would rather push down, stuff down, numb away, ignore. Yeah. Eventually you can't ignore it. Yeah. And w when we get in, a, I talk about alignment a lot. When we get into alignment with ourselves, with our, whatever you want to call it, purpose, work, message, at home and out in the world, then we may still have that sense of discomfort, but it's purposeful discomfort, if that makes yeah, sense. It's so, it's so, so we do it anyway, so right? Sense. Yes, it, yeah. it totally makes sense. Yeah. Tomorrow, here's an example. I have a, a photo shoot tomorrow. I haven't done one in a very long time. Mm. And why? Because, oh, you know, maybe I want to get my hair done. Oh, maybe I'd like to um, drop a little bit of weight. Oh, maybe, maybe, oh, I don't have the white, right wardrobe, whatever, what all of my excuses are. Yes. And I did. I called myself on it at recently and just said, you know what? You have a, a good friend who's a talented photographer. You have clothing that you will work out just beautifully. Your hair is either going to be fantastic or crazy. That's just you. That's how it normally, you just don't know yeah. what you're going to get. And I'm going to show up tomorrow morning and we're going to take some pictures and I'm going to have fun. Yes. You know what? From, from there, I'm going to be picky. I'm going to like this or not like that or whatever. But it doesn't matter because it's capturing me in this moment. And in this yeah. moment, I feel really good about yes. my life. And that's got to show through. And it doesn't need to be compared to all of these other women out doing this, doing this work or doing this thing or, oh, but look at her dress and she's running through the water or she's riding a horse or, my God, her hair is blowing in the wind. Her hair's blowing in the wind <laughs> with her Juliet ringlets. Right. And I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. I've got to just yeah. do it. Yes. So I'm doing it. Well, I'm very proud of you because I, I get that so deeply. And two things that you said, you said, because that's me when you're talking about the hair, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's me. And you said, I'm just going to show up. Yes. And I feel like, again, this is such a big part of our journeys. And I went through this recently as well with photo shoot and with filming the book trailers and Exact or like all of the same yeah, in, in right. dialogue, you know. I've got, I've got, you know, I, I, te I tend to put on some pounds when I'm writing a book, go figure. And I feel like, yes, I would have liked to have lost a few pounds, and yes, I would this, and yes, this, and all the rest of it. And I was like, Megan, just embody the essence of, of you and the work and just show up. Yeah, just show up, just be who you are. Yes, and enjoy, exactly. enjoy exactly. the moment, right. And we, if it's any solace for you and comfort for tomorrow, you know, we created the most, I think, the most stunning book trailers that embody the message of the work. And 
it's not about how it's, it's actually got nothing to do with me, you know, it's got right, nothing right. to do with me. So yeah, I, I just, I feel you on so many levels <laughs> around that. And I'm sure every single woman listening is like nodding going, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Feel, yeah. Oh, this has been such a, such a joy to connect with you again. And, and congratulations on Simple, Soulful and Sacred. What a fantastic book. I know it's going to be a bestseller and in a matter of moments, uh, you have put so much love and care into it. I'd love that you didn't allow it to come out sooner than it has. A Woman's Guide to Clarity, Comfort, and Coming Home to Herself. That's just fantastic. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for receiving that. Yeah, it's, it's been a journey and I feel like it's an offering. Like I wrote it, but I feel like it's like, it's just not about me. You know, this book is not about me. It's about every woman who picks it up or every person who picks it up who needs it and what their journey is, what opens for them because of, yeah, because of the words. So thank you. I really, I really appreciate that. You're most welcome. and, And thanks for being on this sacred life. I look forward to connecting with you again. It won't be another few years, though. No, please. It's it's just such a joyful connection when we speak. And I'm so in awe of the work that you do and so grateful for the work that you do in the world. So thank you so much for connecting. You're welcome. That was Megan Dalla Kamina, author of Simple, Soulful, Sacred, A Woman's Guide to Clarity, Comfort, and Coming Home to Herself. Get your copy at Amazon or wherever books are sold, available now in Australia and coming soon and available for pre-order in the U.S. Thanks for listening to This Sacred Life and the Divine Feminine Spotlight. Visit TransformationGoddess.com to claim our album of guided relaxations for women who do too much. And while you're there, check out our latest articles, book reviews, and resources for your goddess journey.